gentlemen, good morning, and welcome back to 80s Wrestling, the podcast. My name is Jumpin' Jay, and I'm telling you, it's a beautiful morning. We are just days removed from one of the biggest gatherings of 80s wrestling superstars ever. This past weekend was 80s Wrestling Con 4 in Morristown, New Jersey, inside the Men in Sports Arena. I was there, along with what had to be close to 1,500 other wrestling fans. This event was huge. It was epic. And it was followed by an amazing ISPW rock and wrestling show that evening. I have not recovered from the weekend yet. I cannot imagine what the man I'm about to introduce is feeling. I don't know if he's went to bed yet, but today is the day where we unpack everything. We talk about the wrestling con. We wrap it up. The ins and outs. We give our perspective. We hear his perspective. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the man that put it all to all together. The man I am going to refer to today as the king of the con, Mr. Tommy Fierro. Tommy, good morning, brother. How are you doing? Oh, just just dandy jumping Jay here in uh, beautiful New Jersey, uh, getting ready as we speak to uh, do a show tonight. Uh, no, 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 uh, no rest for the rise to the top. So uh, tonight we're going to be in Union High School in Union, New Jersey, at the fundraiser for the Union uh, School PTAs. It's going to be seven o'clock tonight at Union High School, and then tomorrow night, ISPW returns to uh, Wayne, New Jersey, at the Wayne PAL, seven thirty p.m. tomorrow night. At the end of the program, I'll I'll give a quick plug on both of those but yeah man i'm not resting at all i got two shows uh today and tomorrow and then the following next week as well so uh and and between uh if you're not friends with me on on facebook uh you probably didn't see the announcement i know you know what james i, I told you Huge but enough. uh we signed a deal to have 90s wrestling con on september the 30th at the rockaway mall in rockaway new jersey when I made that announcement, Jumpin' Jay, are going absolutely bonkers for it. So 90s Wrestling Con uh, is, is coming September the 30th in Rockaway, New Jersey, man. Well, listen, man, you, you know, one of the things that made Randy Savage uh, as good as he was, was he had a little bit of that madness. And I think there's a little bit of madness in you, Tommy Fierro, because you are always no rest. You're always pushing to the next thing, and that's a mark of greatness. You are well on your way to the top, and I know you're a man that always likes to look to the future, but today I'm going to have you look in the rearview mirror just for a little bit because I want to talk about Saturday. I want to talk about the con. I want to talk about the ISPW show. The, the call-in line is already lit up with people that have attended the convention and the show, and so today is about looking in that rearview mirror, having your moment to kind of reflect on the amazing weekend it was because I have my perspective, from my point of view, it was an amazing weekend. I had the time of my life, but I know you were looking at it from a different angle, through a different lens, and so I want to hear your side as well. But uh, I hope that's okay if we just take a moment today to talk about what was, and then at the end of the show, let's, let's head to the future and you tell us everything that you got coming up. Does that sound like a plan? Yeah, man, I'm all about talking about everything that took place uh, last weekend, I, and I'm very excited to hear your perspective as well, because believe it or not, me and Jay have not talked about uh, the convention uh, really briefly through text message, but he has not given me his, I just asked him, you know, what he thought of some of the ISW guys 
Um, but I have not gotten his perspective yet, uh, first-hand perspective, and I want to hear yours as well. So if you were at 80s Wrestling Con, whether you were a wrestler, a promoter, a fan, a vendor, whatever it may be, uh, give us a call, 516-595-8295. Again, it's 516-595-8295. I will give my first-hand perspective on 80s Wrestling Con at, from a person that was steering the ship on it this past Saturday, Jumpin' Jay will give his, and we want to hear yours. So, yeah, Jump, Jumpin' Jay, take over, man. Well, let's jump in. Let's start with a phone call. Let's get somebody's perspective, and then uh, I'll follow up with kind of what I, what I thought, too. And so this is a guy, a uh, longtime friend of the show. He's been at previous 80s Wrestling Con. I saw him there on Saturday, and the last place I saw him was in line to meet the excellence of execution, Bret Hart. And so let's reach out now to good friend Danny from Butler. Danny, good morning, sir. Welcome to the show. Tom and J, Tom and J uh, always, uh, always a pleasure. Uh, always, uh, you know, uh, great, you know, looking forward to talking to you guys every week. Um, you know, I got to say, Tommy, you know, you, uh, you know, you pulled this one off. Um, you know, I, from what I was able to see, you know, I wish I was able to, I wish I was able to enjoy it a little bit more move around, but uh, unfortunately, I, I'm sure every time you saw me, I was online waiting, and, you know, I'll tell you, that was a, you know, if I had a, uh, you know, if I had a test in patience, you know, that was the day, uh, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to, I would not have been able to do it without my wife, you know, having, you know, my two boys there, that would, like I said, that right there, you know, it, it tested my, my patience, uh, so, um, like I said, from what I saw, you know, I was able to, uh, enjoy it somewhat i was able to get out out of line uh you know look at the vendors you know uh real, real, real quickly, danny, well, danny, let me let me let, danny let me jump in real quick just so anyone i can paint the picture of what's going on here for anyone that doesn't know what you're talking about about that line so brett the hitman heart had a line and when i mean a line i mean it was literally wrapped around the entire arena the whole time now brett was you know, he was making it. It wasn't just going up there and getting an order. And, and you can attest to this, Danny. It wasn't just going up there and, and getting an autograph and a picture. And it was a five-second thing. Like Brett was taking his time and, and giving everyone that experience of meeting Brett the Hitman Hart. And I know tons of people that said the same thing as you. They were online for hours, and it was, you know, it was long and it was tedious. But when they got there, and they got to meet him, and they saw what he was doing because he was doing it with everyone. Uh, everyone, you know, said it was worth the wait. So, I mean, I know Brett was absolutely great with, with every fan. I'm sure he was with you as well. And, and the thing and the thing is, and before you answer that, uh, in, in there was a ton of people there. And it seemed like every single person that was there was in line to meet Brett Hart. I mean, everyone that walked through the the, uh, the building wanted to meet him. So, um, he, he was supposed, supposed to sign from 11 to 3. Now, at 3 o'clock, I still had another 140 people online, 140 people at 3 o'clock. That's up for four hours of signing. So, you know, I, ha- I had to, to make a choice. Do I want to, you know, my, my arrangement with Brett was from 11 to 3. Do I want to refund 140 people their money and then have these poor people have been online for hours waiting for Brett and not have the opportunity to meet him or step up to the plate and do what I have to do to make sure Brett stayed longer? If you, if you can catch my drift, and that's what he did, and he was a pro, and every single person that was waiting online got to meet the hitman. So that was the, the, the great part of the day. 
Well, like I said, it was a like I said, it was a great job, and, and uh, you know, you talk about a, a class act individual, and you know, like I said, he definitely, like I said, the almost four hours that I had to wait was uh, was well worth it, you know, especially like I said, like I said, listen, I was I'm 42 years old, you know, getting to finally, you know, I've, the first time I've ever met him in person. I mean, I've I've seen the man perform, but like to get to meet him, take a picture with him, shake his hand. Um, you know, have my boys meet him, you know, have, you know, have, you know, Lucas ask him questions, him taking his time, you know, it was, you know, it was worth every single second of that wait. Uh, so like I said, something I know I will never forget. I know my boys won't forget. And, you know, you just, the uh, the fact, you know, of seeing, you know, like I said, Brett was, you know, and I'm not going to get into all the logistics, but, you know, Brett had his, his own signature shades there. He was, you know, charging to get people to sign, you know, he was signing them. You know, Brett pulled out two of his uh, shades and signed them for my boys. They didn't even charge me. So, you know, that comes to show you what, you know, the, the person he is and how much the fans mean to him. And uh, that right there was, you know, made everything worthwhile. It was a tremendous, tremendous day. Um, like I said, I wish I got to, you know, hang around with you guys a little more, Jumping Jay. You know, I wish – I'm glad I got to, you know, see you guys the – couple of days before at your shop, you know, doing the lunch. So, you know, I got to meet you, uh, uh, you know, Firefighter Brian, uh, you know, Babyface Brian, Total with Tom. You know, it was a, you know, it was great getting to spend some time with you. I wish I would have got to, you know, hang out a little bit more. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, it was worth, worth the wait. And I know, Tommy, you know, you put a tremendous product together. I know Jumping Jay, you had a lot to do with that too. You know, you know, my hat's off to both of you guys putting, pulling off uh, – was it, what was a tremendous convention, and I'm sure uh, 90s Con coming up in September, I thought, I'm sure that's going to be just as big. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate your uh, your first-hand experience, and uh, yeah, man, I I wish I had more time to hang out with you, too. I didn't have time to do, I didn't have time to do shit on Saturday. I was running around with a chicken with its head cut off, but everything went great, man. Everything went off without a hitch, and uh, I really appreciate you and your son and your, your wife and, and other son being there, man. Thank you very much. Anytime, man. Like I said, any, any, any little thing I could do to support, you know, I've pretty much been there. We've been there since day one. So, uh, like I said, it's just overall, you know, great a great day. Um, it was a gorgeous day, uh, you know, and also, like, you know, what a better way to, you know, I, I, obviously I wasn't able to, you know, make it to to your show, but like I said, you you know, to throw in a and to, you know to end the day with the you know with the WWE backlash, that was a tremendous show. Mm. You know, I'm not you know going to get into all the uh, all the logistics and all the you know the facts and everything like that, but it was just a overall great day and uh, definitely uh, was uh, worthwhile to me. Uh, the best there is, best there was, the best there ever will be. Uh, I'm gonna let the, the rest of the callers get their voices in. Tommy, Jumpin' Jay, you guys have a tremendous weekend. And I'll hopefully speak to you guys next week. Awesome, Thank man. you so Thank much, you. Danny. So, Tommy, let's talk a little bit about that Brett the Hitman Hart. Uh, a lot of people turned out for Brett the Hitman Hart, and he was definitely probably—I mean, he was definitely the headliner. He was probably the one that most people were excited to meet, to greet, to get a glimpse of. I saw a lot of Brett the Hitman Hart swag coming through the door, whether it be jackets, shirts, hats. Uh, a lot of those Bret Hitman Hart um, championship belts that the WWE puts out, those kind of uh, custom ones. And so they had his pink and black uh, straps on there. But there was also long lines for other wrestlers. There was also long lines for Sergeant Slaughter. There was a good line to meet Demolition, Powers of Pain. And so it's a lot to kind of manage 
the space. I thought you did a very good job of managing the space. So when it comes to the layout, when you're planning this thing, you must have in your mind kind of an idea of whose line's going to be the longest for the longest time and have them wrap in a certain direction. Is that all things you kind of pre-plan before the day even gets there? Absolutely. That's the most important part of it is the logistic aspect of it. And I'm, I'm happy that you said that. So if you were at 80s WrestleCon, you saw that Brett the Hitman Hart was not even in the actual space of the convention. He was on the outside of it. So the men in sports arena is a big ice uh, ice hockey arena. So the, obviously the ice is not there right now. So there's all the tables and the wrestlers and the vendors and everything on the floor. The whole event's on the floor. But then, you know, Brett, the way the layup is situated, he was on the outskirts of the rink, like all the way in the back. So, like, to the back where the opposite, the opposite side of the entrance. So, like, literally, that's how we were able to have, you know, I don't know how many people were lined up. There's, there's probably upwards of, you know, 600 people on the line at a time waiting for Bret Hart. So, I mean, luckily, that, so that was the right spot to put him now. Sean Slaughter, I knew, would be the second biggest drawing guy. So I put him on the opposite end of Brett, but inside the inside the rink. And then, then you plan accordingly. You know, you, you guys that you don't think, you know, not, I don't want to say no, you don't think it's a do good, but not as well as someone else, you, 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 you place those guys, you know, sporadically throughout the outskirts of the setup. But, yeah, man, I mean, that's a, that's a big part of it is uh, where you, you place him because if you were to put Sergeant Slaughter, you know, right next to where Bret Hart was on the inside, it would have turned into a clusterfuck. So you have to really be careful and space it out accordingly. I think that that setup was, was perfect for what it was. And for those of you who maybe weren't in attendance or maybe you were, I'm just going to tell you, Tommy, one of, the, one of my favorite parts of the convention is let's say you're in line to meet a particular wrestler. One of the favorite things I like to see is when the other wrestlers leave their table and come over to say hi to somebody who's in that brotherhood of wrestling. And so you might be in line to see Sergeant Slaughter and all of a sudden acts from demolition might come up, give Slaughter a hug. And you get to be a witness of this like little reconnection moment before acts goes back to his table. Those are things that when you go to a convention, you're not really necessarily thinking about those kind of moments, but they end up being some of my personal favorite moments to see when you're there behind the scenes and the wrestlers are all arriving. It must be a treat for you to see them kind of reconnect with one another. Hey man, I'm just worried about them getting to their table and starting to sign for me. I'm really kidding. I'm really kidding. I thought it was interesting that you chased Axe back to, back to his table. You said, Hey, not on my dime, brother, get back to signing. <laughs> No, no, no! I love that. Uh, yeah, I'm man. I mean, it, it's it's like I know it was great because like last week you said how you know these guys. I, I'm not, I don't think it was on here. I, I did an interview in one of the one of the radio shows last week, and I said, "Oh, I remember it was it was a Fox and Friends, uh, not Fox and Friends, a Fox Sports Radio one." And I remember saying, you know, the third talking about you know they must like going to these events. I'm like, well, check this out, guys. How about 20 years from now, you have promoters pay you two guys to go to California and hang out with each other for the weekend? It sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? I'm like, yeah, it does. Like, yeah, I mean, these guys were on the road with each other for years and years and years, and now, you know, they have an opportunity to, you know, see each other again and get paid for it. It's a pretty cool gig. I mean, if someone wanted to pay to fly me to Minnesota for the weekend and hang out with you, I mean, that would be cool as hell, right? 
let's hey, hopefully twenty years from now someone's willing to flip that bill for us. I would love that. Well listen, twenty listen, instead of twenty years from now, why don't you set me up for a little summer vacation? I'll give you a discount on my rate and just fly me and my family in. <laughs> we can go out for dinner or something, you know. <laughs> I'll talk it over with the wife tonight, uh, over dinner. We're gonna oh, keep the phone call. She, she likes me by the she likes me by the way. Oh, she loves you. She loves everybody in New Jersey that she met. She had, she's not a wrestling fan, but she had a fantastic time herself. I should have had her call in today and give her perspective as a non-wrestling fan. Because, yeah, it's kind of like uh, going to the circus. Like, there's so much going on, so much action, so many people, that it's just kind of fun to be in that environment and feel uh, that energy. Let's reach out and connect with some more people that are waiting online. Lots of callers. Um, so we'll get through as many as we can. Up next is a guy that made the long flight. From Chico, California, all the way to New Jersey, and it was an absolute pleasure meeting him. Could have not been a nicer guy. Babyface Brian, how you doing, brother? Oh, I'm doing great, Jay and uh, Tommy. It was uh, it was an amazing, <clears throat> amazing trip, once in a lifetime. You, yeah, you had you had a unique experience to say the least. I saw a picture, Tommy, Babyface Brian got to eat his bowl of Cheerios with Axe from Demolition at the hotel before coming to the convention. So he got to rub elbows with people before he even walked in the door. And so I can't imagine uh, that the weekend could have gotten any better for you, Brian. It, it couldn't have. There's basically three days where, uh, you know, I show up on the first day after an all night flight and basically, you know, didn't sleep uh, for, two days, but that, that second day, uh, I got to go check out the wrestling collector, which the, the kinds of things that Tommy has in the store, it's, if you're ever in the New Jersey area, you just got to check it out. I mean, you're not always going to see, uh, jumping Jay and Danny from Butler and Toto with Tom and firefighter Brian, but, uh, the merchandise in the store, uh, just the, the stuff you'd never expect to see. There's a, a not only Tommy's signed Lanny Poffo uh, Frisbee with the poster from the event he got it at as a kid, but a second Lanny Poffo Frisbee that's, uh, I believe, up for sale. Uh, you know, you got a Hacksaw Jim Duggan 2x4. You got multiple LJ, LJNs new in the package. You got a Starcade uh, video cassette with uh, Hulk and Roddy on the front with Roddy's signature. Uh, there's just all this stuff that you'd never expect to see in person that's right there at the store. So Thursday, I got to hang out at the store for four hours, which such a pleasure. And then uh, Friday, my experience was uh, I got to go be assistant to Toto Tom and be in the airport and assist Leilani Kai with getting out of the, out of the airport where they, they kind of dropped the ball with the airlines. It wasn't Tommy's doing, but we got – Leilani uh, Kai taken care of. Then we picked up Barbarians. So we had a half-hour car ride where I got to listen to personal stories from Leilani Kai and the Barbarian. And I tell you, there couldn't be two sweeter people in the world. And then uh, we you know, went and got a chicken sandwich for ourselves and for Leilani, brought him back to the hotel. Uh, after that, we went back to the airport, picked up. Nikita listen, Koloff. I, 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 I don't. I don't. I don't need to know about the pretzel and cheese you had on the second trip. You can cut that part out. I will. <laughs> so, uh, so after these amazing experiences, Tommy let me be a part and be a fly on the wall of a get together with this talent. From uh, I was there from about eight till one in the morning and got to hear stories from the Beverly Brothers. Well, you're, 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 from, giving, you're, giving, you're giving the you're giving, Listen, you're giving the listeners too much of a. Uh, behind-the-scenes perspective. We want your 
the perspective in front of the scenes. So let's get to that. Definitely. So that got me in the door with the uh, acts for breakfast, and then uh, the night the before the con get into the con. I'm uh, up meet Sergeant Slaughter. I got to basically take pictures with 14 uh, talents that were heroes from my childhood, and I I couldn't tell you that how how great everybody was. I got to uh, give. Uh, pictures from an event I went to back in 1986 to Bret Hart, Paul Roma, Brooklyn Brawler, all of these, you have such a kind group you brought together and uh, everybody there was super kind. I also got to tell you, Tommy, uh, at the end of the day, when I talked to Jay, I said, how was meeting Bret Hart? Cause he waited till the end. He got up, he was the last in line. The people in front of him had messed up and thought they could get tickets. He turned his tickets over to a, a, a family to, so that they could meet Bret Hart. So that's what a sweetheart Jay is. Uh, pretty crazy. Wow, but, I know uh, that, Jay. That's what awesome, what a guy. Jay. You know. Very, very awesome. Hey, real yeah, quick, no, uh, no. Vince Bryan. Yes. Go ahead, buddy. No, go ahead. Finish, yeah, finish your thought first. Oh, then we get to go to ISPW. I get a front row seat for the first wrestling, live wrestling that I've seen since 1988. And uh, Eugene comes out in a Leaping Lanny Poffo uh, tribute costume, reads a poem against Dango. What a better way to start off the show. You know, was, there couldn't be a better way. And uh, get to see Harry Smith and Crowbar. I get to see the now against the powers of pain and the headbangers. The crowd was on fire for that. Getting to see I was the gonna, powers I was of pain. That one. How, how great, how great was that real quickly? I'm going to cut in to talk about a special moment. Anyone that was at that ISPW show at nighttime, literally it's probably one of the, one of, if not the most special moment ever on one of my ISPW shows. It was just in the now the headbangers and the powers of pain. I mean, literally, the entire crowd was such fire for this. And at the end, you see the headbangers putting over the powers of pain on the mic, and then they do the same back to the headbangers, and all four lift their hands. And I mean, the place is absolutely going bonkers. What a special experience. So you said this was your first show since 1980-something. How cool was it an experience to see the headbangers and the powers of pain at the end of that match? Man, how cool was that? Oh, it was great. And Warlord gave a, a tremendous speech. Um, and then, uh, you know, we even got to see Tony Atlas wrestle unexpectedly. And how many times in your life, you know, if you haven't seen Tony Atlas, there's not going to be a lot more times that you'll get to see Tony Atlas wrestle. Uh, it's Michael Mars. Um, it, it was just uh, – it was, a, a, I felt like a dream. It was, everything was just so crazy. I wanted to ask Tommy after the show, uh, you get, got up and did a short and speech, uh, short, short and sweet speech that knocked it out of the park. But uh, I was wondering what the atmosphere was like the entire night. And at the end of the show with all the, uh, the talent in the back after putting on such a phenomenal uh, wrestling event. Well, listen, first and foremost, thank you so much for coming all the way from California and, and coming to the convention and ISW in my store. I know you're, you know, you're an avid listener to the show every week. You call in our, one of our favorite callers. And so, you know, it meant a lot to me personally that, you know, you, you came up here and, you know, you spent several days up here to be a part of that. So I thank you. And I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. I mean, the talent was super amped up, uh, su- especially my guys, the ISW guys, uh, to be able to, you know, and, and the way I structured my show, I, I put, you know, I put all the, the, the name guys against the ISW guys throughout the, the entire evening. 
and uh, it worked. And uh, and they were amped up. The the, 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 the name guys were, were amped up. Everyone loved it, man. It was it was awesome. It was a, a great experience. And uh, yeah, '90s Wrestling Con uh, will be September the 30th. And if you thought '80s Wrestling Con was super cool, where do you check out '90s Wrestling Con? So, babyface Brian, all I have to say is start saving your pennies again. I told you last time you saved them up and you got up there. <laughs> September 30th. Start saving now, brother. Uh, uh, I'll see. The, the the next one I really would love is uh, another 80s, but, uh, you know, if something happens, it would be cool to be there for the 90s one as well. And uh, thanks for having the uh, Peel Piper out there as well. I got to give her a figure of her dad and pass out some other figures to guys too, and it was really cool to – to have you fill in for uh, some of the talent that wasn't able to make it with Teal Piper. That was an unexpected cool thing. So uh, great job in putting everything together. I'm really an amazing experience. Hey, man, thank you so much. I want to get you more perspective of what you thought of the ISPW talent, but we had a ton of calls on hold. So we'll, we'll catch back up with you next week, man. But thank you again for coming out, and we really appreciate it. You guys take care. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you, Brian. Uh, yeah, meeting Babyface Brian was definitely one of the highlights of my trip out there. Tommy, you talked about the ISPW show, and you talked about how the name guys uh, had a good time as well. As luck would have it, we have one of the name guys on hold ready to talk to us. This is a guy who really? not, not only was at the con, he performed at the ISPW Rock and Wrestling Show, may have stole the show this match. He's one half of the tag team champions of the universe. And he was this close nice. to winning the jackets off of the back of the now. I'm talking about the one and only headbanger Chaz. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How's it going? Chaz, what's up, man? Thank you so much for calling in. Oh, no problem at all. Um, I saw your post on Facebook and I was like, oh, I got to call in. I got to put it over. So, um, yeah, awesome. so here I am. Thank you, man. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, we obviously do a lot of conventions, and, um, you know, your stuff is always first class from the last time you brought us in from, you know, we did the virtual with you. Um, but this weekend was was one of the more, um, I'll say, special ones that, that, that we've done. Um, we, did, we did one a couple months ago in Indianapolis, and that was really cool because we had a really cool moment. Um, one of the things where I know you guys were talking about, like, you know, us, us, us named guys, I'll put in quotes, um, or as I say, us old guys coming back. Um, the cool part for us is, is, like you said earlier, like, you know, watching us interact with one another and being able to see, you know, Godfather and Sarge. And, you know, Sarge was, you know, someone I watched growing up. So being able to interact with them is kind of why we like doing those, because it's just for us, it's a big, giant reunion. Um and, Tommy, the way you, you know, you talk about you got a place like Brent in the back and Sarge in the front and stuff like that. Like, people ask us all the time. They're like, demolition and powers of pain are down there. Like, why are you guys down here? And I'm like, I don't know. We just have a table. We sit at our table. We do what we do. Um, I'm like, I don't know. But um, this past weekend was really cool because of, um, you know, the match we had. And, and Tommy, I, I'll, I'll share this, um, you know, because you and I had spoken about it before, is, you know, I called Tommy. I saw the, the 80s con, and I'm like, hey, you know, what do we got to do to get there? And he's like, just get here, and you got a table. Um, and then, you know, we were going to do the Battle Royal match. And then I saw the match with the now versus the Powers of Pain, and, and I called you, and I'm like, dude, I got to be in that match. Somehow, some way, we have to be involved in that match. And um, 
right before it's funny. So, um, Phil Piper actually videoed the match, not the match, but my portion with Barbarian. Um, I have that on tape. I posted it on Facebook, but I watched it and you can see me look down on my arms before I lock up with him. And I was just covered in goosebumps. Um, to, to, to have the opportunity awesome. to be in a ring with legends like that, um, was just, Unbelievable. And then the more unbelievable part for me was when Barbarian was calling his own spots and willing to take bumps from me. I'm like, whoa. I go, you're taking bumps from me? <laughs> he was like, hard, man. Yeah, he was like, yeah. And I'm like, really? And it's funny, Warlord grabs my arm. He's like, 15-year-old Chaz needs to calm down right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, it was awesome. And then you guys mentioned the atmosphere in the back. Um so the atmosphere in the back was, I mean, just as great as out in the ring because, you know, the younger guys, you know, excited to see us, but like we're excited that they're excited to see us, you know, we feed off of that. And then being able to be in the back, sure. like I said, with like Warlord and, and Barbarian and then Tony Atlas is back there, you know, all the other guys are back there. You kind of just, you feed off that energy. Yeah, man, absolutely. You know, you know, it was cool for uh, for me to see you guys. The Headbangers, uh, Jay, they 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 came from New Jersey. This is their area. So I used to, even when I was just a fan, I would still go to, you know, independent. They're a couple years older than me, and you know, I'd see them on independent shows back in the days of Larry Sharp and all that, and Dennis Corluzzo. Uh One one cool thing for me is that at the beginning of their match, they had announced that they had just signed a WWE Legends deal. Now this crowd was dynamic because. Like I said, it was 44 different states and eight countries. So you had wrestling fans from all over the world. It was they were a real, real, real smart mark crowd, which is was was really cool. And they announced that they had signed the WWE's budget deal, and then the whole the whole building just chant, everyone's chanting on their feet, "You deserve it! You deserve it! You deserve it!" How cool was that, man? To be able to be back in New Jersey with that rapid crowd like that and and hear that it had, it had to have been cool. Yeah, no, it was it was it was really cool. And they actually started the chant like I think. The, the, when they started it, kind of like you just stop. And it's one of those moments. Like, you see guys on Raw now, and when they start chants, and, you know, they stop and they just turn around and they look because you want the crowd to do it louder and louder and louder because you sure. feed off of it. Um, so just to hear that, you know, and I, and I make a joke now that, you know, I've been it'll be 30 years for me being in the ring. And, it's like, finally after 30 years, like, I'm, I'm going to get some money for doing nothing virtually. Um, not that I'm doing nothing, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, that was awesome. Um, hearing them do that. And then the other part that was really cool was like Godfather came over to us and he was like, Hey, congratulations on the contract. We talked to Brett for like five minutes. Um, and Brett knew about it. I mean, I know we posted on Facebook, but you don't know who sees it. You don't know who doesn't see it. And you wouldn't expect like Brett Hart or Godfather or, you know, demolition, those guys to come up and congratulate you on something because, you know, to me, I look at it whereas I live my life, I'm very humble. Um, to me, it's just I, I'm fortunate enough to have a weird job that put me on TV for years. Uh, fortunate enough to where, you know, I had action figures, video games. But now to be getting it all over again, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Um, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, let me go about my business. But, you know, coming from other guys like that to, to come over and congratulate you and say what a great job it is and you deserve it. And the crowd starting to chant, you know, you deserve it was um, it was it was a pretty special moment for us. Yeah, that's very cool. And, Chad, I will tell you, when Tommy asked me what match I was most looking forward to watching that night, it was your tag team match because, like you said, it was three different generations 
of wrestling. I grew up watching The Powers of Pain uh, as a young boy in my teenage, early 20s. I'm watching the Headbangers do their thing on TV, and now the Now has quite the following in ISPW and other independent shows. And so that match was very special. And I don't want to put you over too much, but I do want to let you know, you are still in incredible shape, and you could probably step back onto TV at any point. Uh, is, is just keeping in shape just part of your, your lifestyle now, or do you have ideas of maybe making some kind of return on a grander scale sometime? Um, no, it's just part of what I do. I'm, very, I'm, I'm a very routine, scheduled person. Um, if I start gaining a little bit of weight, like my back will start bothering me, it gets tight. Um, it just, I don't lift to be, I mean, I'm not as big as I was back then. I mean, you know, at one point I was like 255, 260. Um, so I'm like 225, 230. It's just more of just maintaining and it just makes me feel better. When I, when I work out, I feel better. When I get up in the morning, I go to the gym, I feel like I have a better day. It's just part of, and when I, when I go a few days without working out, I I start getting tired and sluggish. So I'm like, all right, I got to get back to it. So it's just part of just who I am and, and what I do every day. That's all. But well, there was, I appreciate there was a real that. quick jumping. Yeah. Jumping, I was gonna just jump in real quick. I was going to say also, they, they are. They look like they did on TV uh, yeah. 20-something years ago. I'm telling you right now, if Monday Night Raw this Monday, just say the Judgment Day came out, right, Dominic and whoever, and they opened, they issued an off, uh, open challenge, I guarantee you if the Headbanger song hit and they came out, that fucking place would go bonkers. Bonkers. Oh, absolutely. I, I guarantee you they can definitely still go. You know, there there was a couple guys at the convention that looked exactly like you remember them looking, like they haven't aged. Chaz, you were definitely at the top of that list. I will tell you somebody else that kind of surprised me, the Beverly Brothers. They looked they looked like they haven't aged either. And so it's amazing to see how some guys just, yeah, they look exactly like you remember them. Yeah, it's, um, it's crazy. It's funny because, um, you know, Glenn will bust my balls and, Jim Ross used to do it all the time when I was tagging with Delo. He's like, oh, you just have good genetics. I'm like, genetics have a part in it, but if I just didn't work out and didn't watch what I ate, and you know, then it would be a totally different story. But, you know, genetics have a part of it, but, you know, you, you, do, you, you do what makes you feel good. And working out and staying in some kind of shape makes me feel good. Plus, you know, I have a, a son that just turned 19, so um, I got to try and keep up with him because, as much as he tells me he can beat me up and he's stronger than me, I have to remind him every so often that I can I can put him down on the ground and stretch him in about three seconds. So, <laughs> Josh, thank you so much, man, for taking the time and, and calling up, man. It, it meant a lot to me that you guys were there, and, and more importantly, uh, the, the special memory that you guys left for us here in New Jersey uh, last weekend. One last thing, Jumpin' Jay, I will say this. Now, me, me and Jumpin' Jay are both married men, but I will say this, Jumpin' Jay. Chad is much, much, much better looking than Glenn, isn't he? <laughs> well, I mean, Chaz is staying Chaz, I mean, Chaz is staying natural and not dyeing his goatee like Glenn chooses to dye his goatee and it stains his his chin. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, just age, <laughs> age gracefully and enjoy it. Fuck it, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much, Chad, for calling in, man. We really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Um, again, we had a blast. Um, looking forward to whatever you have coming up next for us. So we're all in, like I told you. Oh, yeah. And, and I, I'll make, listen, I'll make, I'll make the first announcement, Jumpin' Jay. For 90s Wrestling Con on September 30th, the Headbangers will be in the house. That I, I was hoping that they, would be, that they would be there, because when you think of that era, that's exactly who you think of. 
yeah, oh, we're yeah. looking forward we'll to it. Um, it's going to be a bla- it's going to be a blast. Um, I don't think our new figures from WWE will be out by then, but um, hopefully soon after they will be. <laughs> awesome, man! Thank you so much again. We'll see you soon. All right. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Tommy. All right. Thank you, sir. Thanks, man. Right, bye. That's a great treat, Tommy, to hear from one of the guys that performed at the Rock and Wrestling Show and who had a table at the convention. Awesome. We're giving our we're giving our point of view, and there's a guy that was there that people were actually paying to see, and so that's fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I'm I'm really happy that he called in. If you're still listening, thank you again so much, man. All right, Tommy. We got listen. The calls are lighting up, and what I love about this morning is there's a lot of unknown callers. It means they're either first time callers or my record keeping is just falling through the cracks here. So we're going to jump into some of the numbers that we don't know. Maybe they were uh, people that attended the con. Maybe they were guys like Headbanger Chaz, who was on the other side of the table, but we'll find out as we pick up the phone. Uh, good morning, caller five, one, eight area code. You are live on eighties wrestling, the podcast. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, hey guys, Scott Wilder, Scott Wilder, Tomosis. Hey, Scott, what's up? Good morning. Scott Scott was a big part of 80s wrestling this this past week. He brought in a bunch of talent for the show. Yeah, that's right. Uh, A lot of the the performers that I went there to see had been brought in by the Scott Wilde Promotions. So, Scott, thank you for bringing those guys, and I would love to hear your perspective of the convention. Well, you know, it's always a pleasure to do Tommy's Con. It's always ran professionally. It's always a fun atmosphere. You know, and it's like a big family reunion with everybody that's going to be there, you know. So, but uh, I just wanted to say from a vendor's, a vendor's uh, perspective, you know, working with Tommy's always easy. You know, I mean, if there's ever an issue, I can't say if there's an issue because there's never an issue because if there is a slight problem, it gets fixed immediately. Unlike some of these huge conventions where, you know, they don't care about anybody but themselves, you know, and, and just making money themselves. Where, where Tommy kind of, you know, he's looking out for everybody, you know. And uh, that just what, that's what makes it worth all while. Scott, that means a lot to me that you say that, man. Thank you very much. Seriously. Quickly, now, you, you brought in a lot of talent, including Tugboat, Bushwhacker Luke. You had Jameson. You had Skinner and a few others as well. Who, who, who did you see on your end? That, that stood out as, as the uh, the headliner for you this past Saturday? Was it someone you weren't expecting, or was it right on track of what you were expecting? Uh, you know, I, I, I think, I mean, this year compared to last year, you know, I, I always go into these conventions not expecting anything, you know, I mean, because I, I've been to so many that I have been let down. But, uh, you know, it, I, it was a fantastic crowd. Uh, you know, they came out and, 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 and drives just to see everybody. And, it, I mean, I, I had a couple of repeat people there that did very well, very well this year, you know. And, uh, okay. Well, wait a little bit. And it was, and, uh, you know, I mean, it was just amazing. I mean, Mario Mancini was there last year. I mean, he had a better la- uh, line this year than he did last year. You know, Paul Roma was another one, you know. So, I mean, Steve Kern was a big hit, you know. I mean, as everybody knows, you know, he was Steve Kern, Skinner, and Doink number two. You know, awesome guy. It was great seeing Steve. Great finally get, great finally getting to work with him. And, uh, uh, you know, the, the fans came out to see him, you know. I mean, he, he signed a lot of Skinner stuff, you know. 
And then, you know, awesome, we also man. had a lot of first times. You know, Jameson was there. Rita Marie, the first female referee. You know, we don't really have to go into that big story, but, you know, there was a lot of people out there that was interested in meeting her finally, you know? Sure. So, Scott, the, the, the question is, 90s wrestling, September the oh, yeah. You know, Tom, I, I got to tell you, you know, I, I, just, I just turned 52 May 3rd, you know, and I was an 80s guy. So now I got to get on, I got to get on Google and start doing some research of uh, who's going to draw for 90s con. You know, you're, you're pushing me. You're pushing me, brother. You're pushing me. I give you about, I give you about 50 names off, off here that, 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 that would be good for you. So we'll talk. Absolutely. But listen, I, I'm not going to keep you guys. But I do work a job during my day. Uh, I don't have the luxury like Tommy to follow his passion yet and and quit and run with it, you know, or or the gonads to do it yet. But uh, once I do, man, uh, we'll have time. But just in final closing, you know, always a pleasure to do your your con, you know, and you know my and the testament of that is when when my my uh, talent actually calls me, tells me what a great time they had, you know, and that, that makes it all worthwhile. So once again, from the bottom of my heart, my appreciation, my respect, you know, and, and it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much, Scott. We really appreciate everything you brought to the convention this year. And, and uh, you know, Scott brought in a ton of names more than any other vendor. And uh, he, he delivered with every vendor, what every vendor gets has said. And uh, you're a class act, man. I'll work with you anytime. Absolutely, man. We'll, we'll be in touch, Tom. All right, Scott. Have a good day, man. You too, guys. Have a, have a nice day. All right. Thank you, Scott. Well, Tom, it's got to be nice to hear that point of perspective, too. A, a vendor that brings talent to different conventions all over the place, and he says he loves working with you because it's always first class. I mean, that that's a pretty darn good referral right there. Yeah, man. That was very, very great review. I appreciate it very much, and uh yeah, he, he came he came fully stacked uh, this year at 80s Wrestling on. He had I had the upward to seven or eight guests, and uh, they all he came through with all of them. They're all there, so it's all it's all about working with people that you know stick to their word and tell you what they're going to do and come through with what they're going to tell you they're going to do. You know, so all good. All good. All right, we got a few more callers hanging on hold. So if you're if you're listening on hold, we're going to try to get you all. So so keep hanging up. Next up. Uh, is a voice that we haven't heard on this show in quite a while, but we heard him Saturday at the ISPW show. It is Matt the Voice. Good morning, Matt. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How's everybody doing today? Hey, there he is. Matt Capitello. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right. You know, thank you for having me this past Saturday. It was great to be there. That Friday night I had done a boxing show for the amateur boxing in New York City. I had gotten to... The hotel on Saturday, I mean, uh, Friday night, I should say, Ty Fierro had said, you know, you're going to MC and host 80s Wrestling Con. And uh, I was happy to undertake it. I know this year we didn't have um, the play-by-play desk for the ISPW show, which I think hit it out of the park. We had an even bigger crowd than last year. I was just happy to be there and do any and everything that was asked of me. And as Headbanger Mosh had said, a first-class event, a first-class convention that goes without saying when Tommy Fierro is in charge, whether it's a convention or an ISPW show, it's always first class, always top-notch level. 
Hey, man, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that. Hey, well, we got you on. We really didn't get to cover or get into the ISPW show that evening. And, uh, you know, we were talking about the convention, but anyone that didn't miss the show, that didn't see the show that night, I mean, man, we put on a blockbuster show. It's available on IWTV if you want to go check it out. Matt, give me your – and you being familiar with all the ISPW talent, obviously – Give me your first-hand perspective of, of that show at nighttime. Like I said earlier, I matched, you know, all the ISW guys against, you know, name or name. I hate to say name talent, bigger name talent or you know, legend-type names. Uh, and, and fans got the opportunity to see a lot of these guys for the first time. That because I mean, people from all over the world were there. Uh, you know, they got to see a lot of our guys for the first time, whether it been, you know, the now like you just said earlier, Jay, or, or, or GKM or Rick Recon, uh, what, what, what was your take? If you, if you were going there, um, Matt, and, and be very unbiased also, if you were going there and this was your first time <laughs> at that event and seeing all that talent on there, who stuck out to you as far as the ISW guys where you would point to them and say, that guy is going to be something one day, or this guy is going to be something one day? Honestly, I would have to go with Rick Recon. I thought that match, uh, I, I wish that I was on the play-by-play desk for that because there were twists, all kinds of twists and turns I did not see coming in that match for the ISPW Heavyweight yeah. Championship. Yeah, that match, that match is really, really something, man. And let me tell you something real quickly, just as a, from a promoter standpoint. Let me tell you how hard it was for Bull James. Now, obviously, you know, Bull's – one of my best friends, and obviously fans remember him from NXT. He's managed by Maven, who obviously fans remember from WWE, and LeGrec is a part of it, and they know him from Busted Open. But in general, you know, having Bull James against Rick Recon last in the building that night after already seeing Bret Hart, after already seeing Demolition, the Powers of Pain, Wendy, all these stars throughout the convention, and then you see all these stars wrestling at nighttime, Val Venus, Fandango, uh, powers of pain, headbangers, like all these names goes on and on and on. And then, you know, how tough of a situation it is to be in, to be able to go on last on a an event. And I'm going to say show because it was an event since 11 a.m. Event that showcased everything and everyone. And for those people to be on their feet, they were on their feet that entire match. Was, there were so many twists and turns, like you said, Matt. So for for them to be able to hold the attention span of that audience after everything everything throughout the entire day, had have to go off to both of those guys, especially Bull. Uh, Bull is has a tremendous mind for this business. Very 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 talented. Very 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 grossly underrated. Uh, those guys went out there and they they literally tore it up. Jay, what's your take on that? Yeah, I think I was blown away just from the talent. Uh, of everybody at the ISBW show and how well they have quite a following with the fan base. And so there was guys out there uh, who definitely had a connection with the crowd and chants going and everyone's work was good. Uh, That is the one thing that I did text Tommy is that the ISBW show really blew me away how well uh, the show was just had something for everybody. Everyone was a, a good performer. They had connections with the crowd they played off the crowd they played off each other um there's a couple people on the ispw roster that i would not be surprised if we saw next level things from matt Capitol, give, me your, give me your take on the, the the entire day overall for you what, what was your highlight the, for you 
Uh, the highlights for me, seeing old friends, you know, where people that I've worked with before and seeing new ones, even some of the, the fans, as I call them, the ISPW faithful coming to me, asking me how I'm doing. A couple of them asked to just to get a picture of me when I had the microphone. Everything was great as a whole, and it, it becomes, you know, we've done this great thing with 80s Wrestling Con. The ISPW Rocket Wrestling, even bigger now, doing it the second year in a row. Now the question is, what now? What next? So, we, we, you know, we'll see ne- next May. Next May we're going to find out. I have a feeling it's going to be even bigger than this one was. I think the entire day was a success and certainly one for the books and very uh, memorable for everybody, and I hope everybody did enjoy it and have a great time there. Thank you so much, Matt. And let, let me say something, Jeff and Jay, by the way. No disrespect to, to, to Rich Reed, the ISW ring announcer, who is a really good guy and a really good announcer. But I, 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 I wish that Matt Capitello could be my announcer because I absolutely love him. The problem is, Jumpy Jack, I can't afford him because he's this huge <laughs> boxing announcer in New York and he's booked every weekend. So it was, I, I gave him a payday one thing to his brother. I love you. This thing going to cut it. I'm like, all right, man, I'm sorry, brother. You know, <laughs> I'm only kidding with the latter part, but uh, every weekend. So it's tough to. Uh, and, and boxing is his main gig, so it's tough to get him to commit to certain things because he has a ton of commitments to boxing. So anytime he gets to come, like he, he comes and surprises me and just comes and hangs out at the shows uh, just because he, he enjoys the product and enjoys being around us. And trust me, we enjoy being around him too. So, Matt, thank you again very much, brother, and I appreciate the feedback and always appreciate your support. Uh, thank you. You know I love you guys supporting you, working with you, working for you, and uh you know, like you said, whenever I can, I'll come. I'll hang out at a show. You need me to introduce somebody, take a bump, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> but I'm always, I'm oh, always, you know, okay. oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have a show tonight at Union High School in Union, New Jersey. I have a show tomorrow night at the Wayne PAL in Wayne, New Jersey. You're more than welcome to come to either show. I would love the opportunity to have someone bump you this weekend if you want to come on out and get bumped. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, what I unfortunately, thought. today it's work and tomorrow it's a private. Yeah, unfortunately, afterwards. unfortunately, it's your aunt, your aunt, unfortunately, it's your aunt Tina's cousin's friend's 80th birthday, right? Cousin's friend's former roommate. <laughs> there it uh, is. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, listen, man. Thank you again as always, Thanks. brother. Love you, man. Hey, great to be with you guys, gentlemen. Thank you. All right, have a good day, Matt. Yeah, always good to hear that silky smooth voice. I know we're running short on time, Tommy. We got two more callers waiting on hold. Business. We're going to jump into these callers. First one is an unknown caller, 609 area code. Good morning. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, how are you guys? Yeah. Good morning. How are you? I'm calling from New Jersey. I'm well, yeah. It's Sean from New Jersey. Um, I was at the convention. I loved it. It was brilliant. Um, I just called up, obviously, to, to thank Tommy. I thought it was a great event. You know, um I didn't get a chance to speak to him much when he was there because he was busy. But, yeah, it was just everything was excellent, so I was really pleased. Awesome, man. Thank you so much, man. I'm glad you had a great time. Who did you get to meet besides Brett? Um, Demolition. Um, I got to meet the Brooklyn Brawler, which I loved. I thought it was great. Um, he's a good guy as well. Um, I'd already seen Sergeant Slaughter and stuff at previous events, but, yeah, and then I stayed for the show. I just loved it. it was, I loved it. Like, Brett, Brett had time for everyone, which I loved. I know the queues were crazy and stuff, but part of that was Brett was Brett was taking his time to talk to people and to meet people. And, to, like, I loved that because he, he could have just been in a hurry and he wasn't, you know. Like, I was VIP and it seemed to take forever. But when I got there, 
I had a great photo of um, a photo I picked up in the UK in 2002 when I met Dynamite Kid, and it was Dynamite Kid, Bulldog, and, and Brett, and obviously Brett signed it. And he's like, yeah, Japan '83, and he's telling the stories, and I thought, like, I didn't want to hold the queue up. I felt bad, like I didn't want to hold the line up, but mm. it was just such an honour to talk to him, you know. Um, it was fantastic. Yeah, I loved it. So yeah. Well, see, they, 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 they you go right there. There's a first-hand perspective of why that line was so long at Eddie's Wrestling Con because it wasn't a situation where he was just signing an autograph and taking a picture and, and you're on your way. Uh, Brett wanted yeah. to, because he knew 80s Wrestling Con was a special event, he wanted to make it an experience uh, for all the fans that came to, to meet him. So I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, because obviously a lot of people were like, a lot of people, they weren't moaning, but they were like, oh, it's kid. And then they looked and were like, yeah, he's actually talking. Like, there was one kid, man, he took the sunglasses out, he signed it, I thought, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people wouldn't have done it. I, he was just excellent. And obviously I thought some of your staff were brilliant as well. Like, no one seemed flustered. Um, it, it was it, the whole show. Like, I think it's the fifth show of yours I've been to, your ISPW stuff. And um, I loved it. I thought it was really good. And uh, We spoke about the talent. Like, the show's just excellent, man. Like, you never know what's going to happen next. And um, I'm a big fan of the now. Um, I think I, they've just got something about them, the quality, aren't they? So yeah, you know. nice. So what what other what other ISPW guys stood out here this past weekend? You know what I love? I like Crowbar. Just look, he's a New Jersey boy, isn't he? Um, to me, knowledge. I think oh, he's yeah. a New Jersey boy. Yeah. I just I don't know. He always performs. You know, he does. He just turns up and he he performs. And um, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of Crowbar. And I like I like Rick Rick Rickin And um, I like I like Bull, but I want him to lose, but he didn't. You know, but um. Because I, I just thought Rick Weekend's excellent. He's, he's a he's a talented boy, isn't he? So, um, yeah, you've got a lot of talent on the roster, which is brilliant, you know. And I'm looking forward to getting some more of your shows. I actually spoke to you, Tommy. I texted you after the show, um, and I appreciate you texting us back as well because I know you are busy. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm throwing my hat in the ring to host next year's event, Tommy. You know, at the indoor facility. Um, I'd like to sit down with you and chat about it if you can. So. Yeah, I want to throw yeah, man, we'll, we'll, talk, that. We'll, talk we'll talk off the air. Absolutely. But, um, hey, listen, I just loved it. Like, there was kids in the ring and stuff. Were they your kids or were they just random kids that you let in the ring? Because I just, I just thought the whole thing was were my... great. How... Mm. Oh, thank you. They, they, my daughter was playing the ring for a while with some of her friends. And then, you know, some of the other kids of the wrestlers that come to regular ISPW shows are in the ring playing, having a good time. But, yeah, it, was, it made the vibe really cool and really special at 80s Wrestling Con. And listen, man, I absolutely love your feedback. Thank you so much for it. And I'll definitely talk to you off the air about what you want to talk about. But thank you again, man. Absolutely. Top man. Cheers, Tommy. Cheers, guys. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing your perspective, Tom. He says he's from New Jersey, but he sounds so much cooler than the rest of you guys. With that you can't that can't be a native New Jersey right there. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold what? on. Hold what? on. You guys? What's that what? mean, you guys? We get a lot of New Jersey callers. What? I'm saying that gentleman, he called the line a Q. He had an amazing accent. He sounded he sounded uh he sounded dapper. Who who had who who had a better accent? Him or Stromboli sister Jen? Listen, Stromboli sisters, when they say the word coffee, it warms my heart in a way that I can't even explain. Uh <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I had such a good time visiting with them, uh, and they made me smile. They, those Stromboli systems, sisters have good energy. I'll tell you that, Tommy. They got excellent energy. They do. Yeah. They do, man. Tom, That's why they're they're a big part of all my events, man. They're awesome. They're very, very, very organized, helpful, and most importantly, entertaining. Entertaining is all get out is, is, is the right word to say. And this could not be a better transition because we have on hold the Stromboli sisters' favorite caller. And now somebody I can call a friend. I met him in person. It's Firefighter Brian. Good morning, sir. Thank you for hanging on the line, brother. Oh, of course, of course. Listen, who better to be last, right? Absolutely. But, uh, hey, listen, thank, good, good morning, guys. How are good you? Good morning. And, uh, and listen, morning. Tommy, I know I – hey, good morning. Uh, Tommy, I know I told you this on Saturday toward the end of the convention, but I'm going to tell you this again in front of everybody. Tommy, it was great. Uh, we, we, it was a great time. Um, you know what? You just – it just said you were running around looking like a chicken without a head, okay? But you know what? You, you did a good job hiding it because mm-hmm. nobody would know. You, you did such a good job holding down the fort. Um, you did it. it was very well. I heard great things about it, and they couldn't have been more true. It was very well run. Like Jay said, nobody, re- with the exception of Brett, nobody really had a horrific line because it's so well spread out. And... Firefighter, are you there? Tommy, are you there? Come out on us. I'm here, man. <laughs> I'm here too, but yeah, he, his mic is still turned on. But last call, Firefighter Brian, can you hear us? If not, he'll be our first call next week. He can give us. He'll have to be our first call. I'm going to put him on so hold just in case he can it, hear it, us. He can keep listening. But yeah, we lost his voice there. Uh, but he was saying some really uh, Brian, nice things. I, I, yeah, I was about to say, Brian, thank you so much for those kind words right there, man. I I would have loved to have heard you talk great more about me for about another five minutes. I'm, I'm, I'm sad to cut out. Uh, but, yeah, man, thank you very much. Um, yeah, I, a lot of people, a lot of people came up to me throughout the day. And I, I, this happened last year, too, but even more so this year. Like, I literally, Jay, and, and you, you, you saw it firsthand, I couldn't walk three feet without either someone asking me a question, someone saying hello to me, someone wanting to take a picture. Like, it was, like, chaotic, chaotic, chaotic. And people, everyone said, like, they couldn't believe how calm I looked throughout the whole day. And I honestly, listen, I said this to every single person that, that asked me, and it was several, they're like, how do you look so calm? How are you not ripping your hair out of your head right now? And I said the same thing to every single person. And I said this last week as a preview. I said, I was born for days like that day. For some reason, Jumpin' Jay, I do not know why. When my back is up against the wall, when all on the line, I enjoy that feeling the most. I enjoy doing something that no one else thinks that, you know, how how is this going to come off without a hitch? There's a million things to do with the night before, and then, Boom. Sure enough, the next day it, all, it was off. But I, so like I said, man, I've been doing this. This December will be the 30-year anniversary of the first convention I ever did. So this is by far not my first rodeo. Uh, maybe my 20th or 30th as far as conventions go throughout the last 30 years that I ran. So I know how to organize them. I know how to run them. Uh, you know, it, it's at the point where it, it runs itself pretty much. Because I, like I said, half the battle is spreading these guys out in the right area. 
where they are not crossing over, interfering with other lines. And the main thing also, like I mentioned, I don't know if it was last year or the week before, uh, you can't have a thousand Bret Hart's. Like Bret Hart's line was so long. Can you imagine if I had Hulk Hogan there or Ric Flair there or Sting there with him? I mean, it would have been it would have been a nightmare. No matter how big that place is, it would have been a nightmare. So the first thing you're doing when you have to book a convention is you got to think about it logistically. Uh, how much space do I have? And how long are these lines going to be? Like the Brett thing, I couldn't, I couldn't have a, a Ric Flair there or a Sting there with Bret Hart. So that's the first thing you got to look at. And then you, you book down from there. I don't mean it as a, as a – when I say book down, I don't mean that as a slight on anyone. But you got to do tiers. Okay, here's, here's the guy. And right underneath him, have someone that's a little bit less than him. And I mean, Slaughter is right at the tippity-top, too, but he's a little less than Brett. And then you just stack it like that, you know, to the point where there's really no over-gapping or lapping. Or Here's the thing. If there was, a, if there was another situation where, listen, listen the, the Brett line was so long, but once people got off the Brett line, they were able to do what, Jay? They were able to meet everyone else. Right now, can you imagine if Ric Flair was there with Brett? They would have went from Brett line the Flair's line, and then everyone in the convention would have been sitting there twiddling their thumbs. So that's uh, you got to really, really look at it logistically when you, when you're booking a convention. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything else. So what I, what I'll do is if uh, if you want to do a uh, 299 uh, dollar uh, infomercial, I can send it to you. <laughs> King again. Well, Tommy, I mean, we filled this hour with just people reminiscing and talking about their experience at 80s Wrestling Con, and I will tell you, my family had the absolute time of their life. I enjoyed uh, meeting all the listeners. That was one of the highlights. I enjoyed meeting the wrestlers. I enjoyed seeing you, being in your store. Man, just being in that, that building with the energy. And I will tell you this, I'm guessing you're maybe very similar. I got home from the ISPW. When I say home, I got back to the hotel following the ISPW show. I sat down on the bed and I turned to my wife and I said, I haven't eaten all day. Like time just gets away from you when you're in that type of environment. Did the day go by fast for you just, or were you able to live in the moment? I tried to live in the moment and I tried to, I looked around several times. I made sure that I took the time to look around several times, you know, took, took some pictures of the crowd and took it all in. I mean, uh, I mean, it went as quickly as it possibly could. Um, sometimes I felt like it went forever because that line for Bret Hart was so long and it felt like it was never ending. Sure. Um, but yeah, man, we, we, we made it through it. And, uh, it, 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 I mean, it's such a, you were there so you can attest that it's such a huge ship to steer, uh, especially when it's that many moving pieces with the different activities throughout the day and all the different talents and, you know, all all the and then and then and literally there's no time to spare because you literally have to get right to a live ISPW show. So not only am I producing, not only am I producing a convention from the day before. So we got there Friday uh, around noon, set up. I was there, I was there till about ten o'clock at night, and then I went to the hotel, hung out there for a little bit with all the guys, and then you know back at six a.m. back at the 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 building the next day, and then that's from you know, eleven thirty at night. The show ends at you know show ends at eight thirty. By the time we you know put the tables and the chairs away and you know got all our stuff together and cleaned up a little bit, I mean, I mean that's a a long 
long, long day. So, and then the ne- very next morning, I had my daughter's communion and communion party. So that was uh, you talk about going from one extreme to the next. But man, I the, the, overall, it was an amazing experience. Obviously, it was by far my biggest event that I ever uh, promoted. It was super cool to go outside at. Uh, you're, if, on my Facebook page, I posted a picture of it. I went outside. It wasn't even – the doors didn't open until 11 o'clock. And I went outside about 10 o'clock, real quick, 10 o'clock, just to get a glimpse. And literally there was probably 500 people online already at 10 a.m., and that's an hour before the doors even opened. And uh, all I did was I, I, I looked up and I said, this one's for you, Dad. Cause that's what I, I – and that's, I, I mentioned it later on the ISW show at night last year. Uh, was my biggest event, and then six days later, my dad passed away. So I wanted this one to be even bigger, and, and, and you know, I wanted to honor him and dedicate it to him. So to see that many people that early in the day was really special for me, um, and seeing how many more people wound up coming, and how many people stopped me, too. Like, a, a lot of people stopped me throughout the day, and just thank me. Like, thank you so much for doing this. Like, even when, even when I was, even that long Brett line, and obviously when you're sitting in line for three, four hours, you're going to get agitated. You're going to get aggravated. But when I walked past everyone, you know, it was nothing but smiles and thank yous. Uh, everyone was very, 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 very grateful uh, for that event Saturday. And anyone that was there can attest to how special that event was, man. And uh, I don't know if I can, uh, I can top that one but I'm sure going to try. But uh, if I can't do it in the 80s, I guarantee you, guarantee you the 90s Wrestling Con is going to even be cooler. Again, that's going to be on September the 30th at the Rockaway Mall in Rockaway, New Jersey, literally working on details as we speak. Hopefully within the next two weeks, you're going to see some action going. We already have the domain name, 90swrestlingcon.com. It's, it's up. Uh, it's, a, it's a coming soon on there right now. But, uh, yeah, man, I, after these two events this weekend, again, tonight, uh, Thursday, we are going to be in Union High School, Union, New Jersey, 7 p.m. bell time. The main event, Tommy Dreamer against Nunzio. Also, Fandango is going to be on the show as well. And then Friday, tomorrow, we have ISPW at the Wayne PAL, Wayne, New Jersey, main event, Tommy Dreamer and Crowbar for the first time ever. Also, Fandango challenges Bull James for the ISPW heavyweight title. So after this weekend, man, because I'm still, I'm still in go, go, go mode, I'll, uh, I'll unwind and then come back Monday and get things rolling for 90s wrestling con. Yeah, man, that's, I, I'm impressed with the work ethic and the grind and the not even, you know, resting. It's, it's one event's done. What, what, when's the next one coming up? So that's very impressive, Tommy. And I know it's going to be a huge convention. I know people are excited to see the guys from the 90s because even when I'm there at the 80s con, you can hear people saying, uh, you know, the time with 80 superstars is so special because the older they get, the older we get, they're not going to be around forever. And so there was already people talking about, I wonder if you'll ever do a 90s con, or I wonder, and sure enough, you must have been hearing the whispers, Tommy, because here it is. It's happening. 90s wrestling con. It's going to be a huge thing, brother. Yeah, man. And, and real quickly, you were able to uh, be a part of, your second live ISPW show with love as a promoter. I mean, 80s wrestling kind of in the rear view mirror to next year, but there's a ton of ISPW shows coming up. So someone that's a, 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 a big fan like you from, especially from the, from that era, 
And, I mean, you're, you're familiar with my talent because I know you watch our uh, YouTube channel and stuff, but what, what stood out to you? I, I'm, now, I'm back in promoter mode because I like, I like to get uh, feedback, especially from people that are not coming to every single show and especially from a different saint like you. What stood out? And what stood out to you? Who stood out to you on that show? Because uh, I'm very curious of your feedback on that. Well, first, I'm going to say this. I don't want to kill any kill any heat that he has, uh, but Total with Tom uh, actually saved me a front row seat to the ISPW show, and so I got to sit right at the guardrail and see all the action up close. So, big shout out uh, to yeah, Total with Tom you, for you that. Can, you, you can. You can Venmo me that sixty dollars when we go off the, the podcast. <laughs> he paid. He paid for it, brother. He paid for it, and I offered to repay him back, and he said no. It was on him, so I think he paid for it. I hope he paid for it. Otherwise, I stole the seat. But anyway, uh, front row at the ISPW show, uh, and I will tell you what: just from a wrestling fan's perspective, sitting that close, being that close to the action, hearing the bump, seeing it—it's cool when you see wrestling on TV. But there is nothing like being live and that close and actually hearing it and seeing it. And so just being there, it's kind of that wrestling atmosphere that wrestling fans love to be a part of. As far as the talent goes, um, I'm struggling to remember his name. Uh, I looked up on YouTube. I want to see if there's some clips there, but the big guy at the end of the Royal rumble, he was huge. He had his face painted. He kind of, thank you. He kind of just laid waste in the rumble. The rumble was happening. New guys were coming in, and uh, Babyface Brian and I were noticing nobody's been eliminated yet. Like this thing is the ring is filling up, and then Fargus hit the scene man, and he started throwing people out. One guy eliminated himself just so he wouldn't have to lock up uh, with Fargus. And then there's a little bit of a swerve at the end. I won't give it away because I do think that clip is on YouTube. I think I checked that out this morning. But Fargus was very impressive. Uh, the wrestler known as GMK, crazy athletic guy, champion. Uh, G- I believe Tri State Area Champion for GKM. GKS. Incredibly athletic and has a tremendous following with the kids in the audience. Like he did this caca call back and forth throughout the entire match, made it real entertaining. But some of the stuff he was pulling off, like he did a, I want to say it was a cross body off the top rope, but it was really like a frog splash into a cross body because his opponent was standing. Really impressive stuff. He was fun to watch. Uh, one of the managers to the stars, Nikki Benz. To watch him come out with his bottle of Brute and dump it all over his bare chest and interact with the crowd <laughs> was very, very entertaining. I like that guy a lot. Of course, your, guy, your top guys like superstar Danny Morrison, what a performance he put on and what a connection he has. And you can tell he just loves being in the ring and loves uh, doing pro wrestling. And so to see a guy at his level who's had his background still enjoy crawling in between the ropes and putting on a show, I enjoyed that very much. Crowbar against uh, Harry Smith, the British Bulldog Jr. What a match that was, dude. First of all, Harry Smith, you want to talk about a mountain of a man. That guy is huge. Uh, but oh, he's a big guy. He's a big guy, and he's so re- – like, you, you get lost in watching him because he looks so f- similar to his dad in his face. And so that – and he had the same British Bulldog kind of uh, dual-color boots there. And so just watching him was fun, but to see Crowbar – interacting with him and they put on one heck of a match um and crowbar can just i don't know how the guy doesn't age he just goes and goes and goes and like he just he's putting his body on the line but the guy just does it that match was extremely good and then the main event 
Bull James versus Rick Recon, even with all the pomp and circumstance that was going on outside of the ring, which was so fun to watch with LaGreca and Maven. Uh, but the match itself between Bull and Recon, you want to talk about a clash of two different styles. Like Bull is just this huge mammoth of a man and he's powerful and he can go. Rick Recon reminds me of like a, a young uh, Shawn Michaels where he's just kind of flamboyant, but he's got the moves and the ring savvy. And these two guys just collided in a match that was extremely uh, fun to watch. Not the ending I was expecting. I'll be honest, not the ending. So you kept me on the edge of my seat the whole time. But uh, from beginning to end, the whole ISPW show was entertaining. It never felt long. It never felt like, oh, I've seen this already on this show. Everything was different. The women's match, they told an excellent story. And again, I I was rooting for Vicious Vicky. I didn't think she was going to pull it off. I didn't think she was going to do it. But sure enough, she reclaims the gold at the end of the match. So there was a celebration there. And so, yeah, hats off. The fact that you pulled off the huge con and then still had enough foresight, enough mind to really piece together an ISPW show that kept people engaged the whole time, nothing felt repeated, nothing felt overdone, Uh, very enjoyable. I would have have stayed for two, three more matches, to be honest with you. Um, It was that good and that entertaining that you kind of just get lost in it. Wow. Wow, man. Hey, hey, and (laughs) I would be remiss. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the excellent, well, maybe questionable uh, officiating by Ace Darling. But to see him back in the ring, that was a treat, too. And that added a little extra element that I didn't expect. So, yeah, top to bottom, Tommy. Well done. Hats off. And and how awesome was the New York Giants, Jay Alfred, in that match? Man, he he was there for everything. (laughs) Listen, he was – he looked like I would look if I was in that role. He had a smile on his face. From ear to ear, you could tell he was loving it. He took his job seriously. He enforced what he needed to enforce, but you can tell he was enjoying every minute of it. And so I'm guessing backstage, he was like a kid in the candy store. He was probably loving that night. Oh, he was loving it. And guess what? All the guys loved him, too. He was super oh, friendly it. and outgoing with everyone. Uh, yep. he, was, he was awesome. Man. But overall, man, everyone out there listening, thank you so much for everyone that came out to 80s Wrestling Con and ISW afterwards. Uh, it was a special day, man. Probably the most special day ever for me in the, in the wrestling business. And I just want to sincerely from the bottom of my heart thank each and every single person that came from this area or, or a different state or a different country. Uh, I'm so, so appreciative of each and every one of you, and I'm so happy that everyone enjoyed the experience and that lived up to the hype because – you know, you keep doing these events and the hype keeps going. Like, it's hard, it's hard to top it after a while. And, and luckily, I was able to. And uh, I, I just appreciate each and every one of you guys. Thank you so much. Jay, thank you. It was awesome to see your family. Your wife's awesome. Uh, she's a lot of fun. Um, I'm glad you guys had a great time. I'm glad everyone else had a great time. And, uh, yeah, man, that's about it for now. I'm, I'm about to jump on the road soon. We're going to go to Union High School tonight in Union, New Jersey. And again, tomorrow, Wayne, P-A-L, in Wayne, New Jersey. Jeff J, hope you have a great week. Everyone else, have a great weekend. And we'll catch you back here next week on 80s Wrestling, the podcast.